0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam, and our topic today will be penalties for false accusations: the societal risk of over-penalizing isolated false accusations. Now, in the modern day, uh, a lot of people—maybe not a lot, uh, maybe not all people—certainly not all people—but a lot of people, enough people. Have this impression that if it is found that an accusation uh, is ever false, then the person making that accusation should have to pay the price of price themselves of that potential accusation uh, being uh, being not false, being true. Uh, It seems very eye for an eye, and I wanted to record this episode to talk about some of the counterpoints that relate to this, um, to suggest that if someone were to make a false accusation, uh, and then that false accusation come to light, and now it's known that that accusation is fault, uh, false, rather, um, and then the penalty should be that that person has to spend 20 years in prison, let's say, for making a false accusation, because if the accusation were true, then the other person that they were accusing would have had to spend 20 years in prison. Uh, Mathematically, intellectually, and logically, this might seem like a great option. Um, And, you know, in True Empowering the Opposition Forum, we we will talk about how it might be a great option. Um, In fact, we can start with that, uh, in that, you know, it it really checks people from making accusations Uh, without having knowledge or understanding of what has happened. It also prevents, to a certain degree, uh, the weaponization of the criminal justice system against people that you just simply don't like. Um, So, false accusations tend often to happen for reputational preservation uh, or to get back at someone for something, some sort of emotional uh, conflict that happened. And now the legal system is brought into, into play in order to sort of have that, uh, that uh, sting. Let's say, see what you did to me, now I'm going to do this to you. Um, even if it's not true, I'm going to say that it is so that, uh, uh, that you get in trouble. Uh, and for that person to essentially understand that they are taking a risk themselves of facing the same penalty uh, as the potential criminal, the potential, the suspected criminal, uh, I don't really know the right way to say it, but the, but the person in question uh, would face themselves if the accusations were found to be false, would create a level of credibility and validity in all accusations that might current be, currently be lacking. Common sense would suggest that nobody would make an accusation, uh, rather nobody would make a false accusation knowing that if the accusation is indeed found to be false then they could get in trouble for as long as the person who they are accusing could get in trouble for if the accusations were true. This seems like a set it and forget it, just move on sort of type of situation. Um, Some people even think that this is just common sense and it should be commonplace as a result. Now, I'm not gonna suggest that it doesn't make sense. Logically, it does. Intellectually, it does. However, uh, in true empowering the opposition forum, there is a great deal of risk associated with this type of thing. And the, the most glaring is the idea that crimes can be committed, uh, and then the person who uh, is the recipient of that committed crime could be scared into not reporting it right because they might say uh, I don't know if I have a strong enough case to win so even though I know something illegal and something criminal and something uh, something like that happened I'm not going to report it because I don't know if I trust the legal and the criminal justice system enough to come to uh, a truthful conclusion And if they don't come to a truthful conclusion and i'm found to have made a false accusation then not only would i have been the victim or the survivor of a particular crime now i'm going to have to be in jail or you know pay the penalty uh, for that as well so why pay twice why suffer twice i know this is a more emotional perspective but i think it goes without saying that you don't have to uh, LexisNexis is a great resource for academic source, uh academic resource, right? So you don't have to look too far into legal documents to understand that the majority of crimes are nuanced crimes. They're not clear, you know, uh, as day like murder, for example, and, and some of these other crimes that I'm sure you can connect the dots on. I want to keep this podcast, um, you know, as uh, friendly as possible to, to all folks listening. Um, so those crimes could be, uh, uh, pretty obvious this happened or this didn't happen in which case, you know, you probably, you know, it's a very quick judicial process, uh, but the majority of crimes, it's not a quick judicial process. There is a great deal of nuance there. It's often a situation where is it really a crime that, that question has to be answered either by the judge or the jury or you know, someone involved with the case, and these people are making, judges in particular, are making a good amount of money with a great deal of credentials, so they're able to make difficult decisions, and difficult decisions mean that they're not always going to get those decisions right. The jury as well, you might have, you know, um, juries have been found to uh, not be correct on many uh, instances as well. So not only might you be the victim or the survivor of a particular crime, now it could be that you've been found to have made a false accusation and now you're suffering twice. I mean, just think about the uh, mental trauma there. So it discourages um, nuanced crimes to be reported, which is scary because we would be delving into a more and more criminal society if that were the case. Uh, Another element is that it, uh, the societal risks over penalizing isolated false accusations, uh, false accusations, or rather, accusations are found to be false so infrequently that an argument could be made that simply citing them uh, as though they are as frequently uh, present as true accusations, it borderlines, it's borderline in, in dishonesty. You know, so false accusations or rather specifically accusations that are found to be false are so rare. Uh, and that's why they're blown out of proportion whenever you hear of them. Right. It's like, oh, look at this one instance of a false accusation. It shows up in all of the media networks. Meanwhile, uh, there might be hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of true ha- true accusations that are uh, accusations that are found to be true. Um, And now, you know, whoever uh, the person is has to pay the price and and so on and so forth. So you can make an argument that the legal system the way that it is right now to make it such that false accusations are penalized to the degree that the accusation itself would carry if the accusation were to be true could result in more and more crime happening. And I don't think that's particularly far-fetched. Um, especially so in crimes that are more nuanced and not so clear as to whether or not this is or is not a crime. So it's really important to keep in mind um, the different areas of thought when it comes to the penalties for false accusations. Um, On one side, you might have that eye for an eye type of situation and if you're found to be lying, then you must pay the price of what you wanted someone else to pay for this falsely accused crime, you know that that might be over-intellectualizing and uh, and a misuse of logic, potentially. Uh, On the other hand, however, um, if you were to keep things the way that they are, uh, in some ways, without penalizing false accusations, at least to a greater extent to which that they are right now, creates an environment where false accusations are incentivized. You know, so if you you, if I can accuse you of doing something and you go to jail for 20 years versus if that accusation is found to be false, I just have to pay a five hundred dollar penalty or fine, I should say. I might think to myself, okay, so, you know, I'm willing to risk five hundred dollars to see if I can put you in jail for 20 years. Right. So it 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 might there might be some adjustments needed to be made. Um, but going 50-50 uh, and making it an eye for an eye might make it such that it becomes uh, more of a criminal society than it is today. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafees Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time.